everyone, so we're joined again from OPC 22 and I'm joined by the beautiful ladies that are Stacey and Erica, so would you like to introduce yourselves? Okay, so my name's Erica Wade, um, I'm an acute oncology clinical nurse specialist, um, we work for the Kent Oncology Centre and we are based within the Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells Trust, so we cover Maidstone Hospital and Tunbridge Wells Hospital as our service. Um, Stacey? And I'm Stacey White, I'm also an acute oncology nurse specialist working alongside Erica and the team at Mason and So we're a nurse-led service, there's four of us in the team. Um, basically our role involves, because obviously there's not many oncology inpatient wards within sort of this area and sort of countrywide now. Um, about I think it was about 10 years ago they decided that oncology patients in general uh, are coming into hospital and they're unwell but they can either be um, looked after by either a medical team or a surgical team. Right. So what they did is they got rid of all the oncology inpatient wards and so when our patients come into hospital for any reason they are they then go under the surgeons or the medical teams but then obviously they're put absolutely everywhere all over the hospital they're not actually in one place yeah. um, so that's when they brought the acute oncology teams in and we just go to wherever our patients are within the hospital and just sort of try and help with their pathway because obviously medical patients you look after oncology patients slightly different and we're just sort of the link between the oncology team and the medical teams looking after our patients or the surgical teams. So do you carry a bleep? How do you know where your patients are within the trust? That must be half the issue surely. So yeah well we have systems so we get referrals through on our right. system um, so our referral criteria is it's either we deal with a lot of new presentations so people presenting uh, within an acute setting with their first diagnosis of cancer obviously they'll come in unwell we'll scan them um, they'll find a malignancy and then we will get called down to chat with them and sort of get their diagnostic work up under the way because obviously we need biopsies and things. Um, so that's one of the criteria, new presentations. We also have referrals for people who are unwell because of their oncology treatment. So whether that be chemotherapy or radiotherapy, they presented into the acute setting because they've been unwell with toxicities because of that. And then our third criteria is like complications of a known cancer. So right. whether that might be progression of a known cancer, um, or just any other medical issues, um, spinal cord compression, societies, things like that. Bowel obstructions, anything where yeah the cancer's advanced and yeah. they, we need to just get involved there. So yeah, it's very interesting, very busy role. Uh, we love it, don't we? But we obviously see quite a lot of sad stuff because we meet a lot of people who are at the, their end stage of their cancer journey and then obviously we're meeting people who have just been literally diagnosed. Yeah. Um, so how do you look after yourselves then? It sounds like a lot of challenging conversations every day. Yeah. Yeah, it Some, is. I think we're quite an upbeat, bubbly team and that really helps. Um, yeah. Sort of keep each other going, don't we? Yeah. Lots of debriefing in the office, downtime. Yeah. And maybe coming outside of work to events like this where we can sort of... Coming and talking to us. Yeah, <laughs> just have a bit of, yeah. yeah, time away from patients but still learning. And, yeah. It can be quite distressing, can't it, at times? And I suppose you're not just caring for the patients but also their family, relatives. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. family and friends that are coming in with them be, Yeah, to quite distressful situations sometimes, but you just try and help them and especially I think once they once they've got a sort of management plan in place, yeah. then you find that they're a lot calmer, but it's just that initial period where they've been told they've got a cancer. Obviously radiologically it's showing this certainty it might be showing a lung cancer like on imaging but you can't necessarily say it's a lung cancer until you've got that tissue biopsy so that sort of period where they come in we stabilize them they go home um, and then and they're just, just sort of left game, yeah, yeah so we sort of keep contact with them via the phone to see how they're doing give them updates of what's going on and but I think that's the bit where they really struggle patients mainly it's just frightening time isn't it yeah. how do you think we can improve that do you think it, it is having more people to have those conversations, more workforce, you know? I think we have actually just employed, haven't we, in a, a part of our team, she's only been with us a couple of weeks, Megan, bless her, but she's going to try and sort of take a lot of that workload off, off us, the phoning them at home, that regular contact and support because, you know, the families are in distress, they don't know what's going on and so she's, she's come on to join our team to try and we just don't have the time to support them as well as we should so yeah. it's sort of a new role um, hopefully it's going to be really good and help the patients as well as sort of take a bit of our load our workload off us as well so if you had to give advice to anyone doing this sort of roles obviously we work in oncology we've seen patients who are more advanced stage than they were before probably because of covid what sort of advice would you give to them if they have to open up a conversation let's say on the ward or a new patient that's been recently diagnosed I think I I don't know if you want to, I don't want to take over, do you want to, I think I, I always just start the conversation off by sort of what, what do you know already, like yeah. what, what do you understand, um, I know Stacey recently went on an um, advanced communication course, yeah, I guess a lot of that was around like empathy and, and really trying to relate to that situation, yeah, sometimes just listening is better than talking, maybe letting the patient lead the conversation and opening the doors and then sort of going with that flow rather than trying to think of a structure and stick into that when you first meet the patient. Yeah. Um, so everyone's priorities are different and what they want to talk about is sometimes different. So yeah, I guess that's what I took away from the course is, is maybe letting the patient lead and just showing us empathy. Just giving them time. I think it's learning that you don't always have to speak because I think when you're breaking bad news, you just it automatically you just try and speak because you want to make it better for them yeah. but just quiet sometimes for them to absorb and although it's like a difficult quiet it's what they need you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect well thank you so much for coming on Rad Chat <laughs> really pleased you're able to promote your amazing roles thank and you and we wish you all the best for the future thank, thank you. you very thank much thank you